Hey, today's episode is brought to you by Baba G DIY Edible Kits. Go to Oregon Baba.com. That's Oregon, you know the state, B-A-B-A dot com. Go there, you're gonna find some some kits, some DIY edible kits. You could get it, mix in whatever you have to mix in. Check it out again, that's OregonBaba.com. Hey, hey dear. Hey buddy. Howdy. Ni hao. Kanishiwa. Hola. Oh, whatever the fuck. Whatever your language is. Hello and greetings. And uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since I have recorded one of these here podcasts. One of these here. Hey, okay, ha, happy hours. Um, why? Because I have been uh, busy. I have been busy with travel. Um, I have been uh, working and trying to, uh, we'll get into that later, at a different point. Point is, though, perfect time to lallygag on a podcast, perfect time to uh, maybe uh, not regularly post an update is uh, before you promote your podcast. Boy, am I glad I I did that. Um, you never want to. Hey guys! Hey Facebook friends! I got a new check out my new podcast, and then you put three up, and then months pass, nothing passes, and you just look like a jackass who uh, starts things and never finishes them. Um, so, so if you're listening to this, there's chances are uh, we're back on regularly scheduled. You didn't hear about this before this podcast because I wasn't promoting it before this podcast. Why I couldn't I I couldn't speak. I didn't know how to enunciate. I still don't. I'm learning. I'm I'm gradually getting better at at you know sounding out every syllable. God damn! Did I? I can't even remember if I went on this tangent last podcast. It's been so long. But I am a mushy mouth jackass sometimes. Um, I guess nobody likes to hear their own voice, right? It, it no matter. I bet. Um, uh, who's the let's get ready to rumble guy? Uh, who's that guy? Let's get ready to rumble! Michael something. God damn it. Is this what getting old is like? Just trivial data points just evaporate in the ether? Michael fucking. God damn it. Let's get the. Anyway, I bet even he, the first time he heard his voice, he's like, God damn. Is that what I sound like? Oh my God! Who talks that way? But yeah, uh, I'll get better at enunciating. Okay, okay, I promise. I'll get. Let's make a deal, okay? I'll continue to improve on speaking, and you go ahead and continue to improve on your listening. We can all. Let's all. Let's all agree to better ourselves. Uh, Kermit the Frog there. Um. What is going on in the news? The worst sentence uh, you could ever say. What's going on in the news? Nothing good can come after that. Let's keep it light. Let's keep it light and talk about some international uh, uh, quabbling at like a, a superficial level. Uh, 
uh, namely the NBA versus the People's Republic of China. Uh, from our, from the Americans' perspective and NBA's perspective, it seems to be a big deal. Um, I bet it's not a big deal in the Chinese government upper echelon circles, right? They got like a hundred things on their on their uh, agenda. One of them is some sports league guy tweeted something about the Hong Kong protesters, and they're like, ah, fuck that guy, next, and they just kept going. Uh, but in our media, it's a big deal, right? Lots of money's at stake, lots of dick swinging is underway, and it's like whatever happened to uh, just making sure your own yard is, is, is cleaned up and looking good before you uh, start giving the neighbor shit for having their lawnmower out uh, in the yard or, or whatever you're like what I, like Daryl Morey when he tweeted that that uh, that support for the Hong Kong protesters or in the criticism of the Chinese government like what what was his purpose of that what did he think would happen like that that tweet would cause the Chinese Communist Party to change their policy do you think that was what he had in mind or do you think it, in his mind it was more about uh, getting likes and people saying, oh, all hail the uber-progressive-minded Daryl Morey um, for having the courage to criticize the Chinese government uh, from his office suite in Houston, Texas. Such, such courage. While his players are over there, and uh, for anybody who's ever uh, been in China or lived in China, uh, they don't, you know, they, they don't fuck around with uh, uh, people uh, trying to uh, infiltrate or they're, they're kind of a paranoid government when it comes to foreigners. And uh, for good reasons. If, if you know a little bit of history, just a little bit, just, you know, I don't know. I don't really know that much about China uh, for a guy that lived there for a year and a half. Really, really can't don't claim to be an expert. On the uh, on the China, but I, I know a little bit, just a little bit about Hong Kong, and uh, from the Chinese perspective, uh, a little paranoia is not uh, uncalled for. Do you know, you know how China lost Hong Kong to the filthy Brits? I'm sorry, Brits, you're not filthy. I'm just, it just rolls off the tongue. You're, you're, you're great people. Do you know how the you know how the Chinese lost the uh, well, it's the, the British Empire in the, in the 1800s um, was colonizing the world with their navy. As you do when you come from an island with very little resources, and um, you know you just need to go jack people's shit to survive, right? So they, one of the people they colonized was India. India, you might have heard about that. A lot of a lot of bad stuff the the Brits were doing to the the Indian folks who were uh, forced to, into labor and, and doing lots of wacky shit. Some guy named Gandhi uh, didn't didn't like it, and he uh, protested against it by uh, not eating and and uh, I don't know, wearing a robe and, and saying peaceful shit. And uh, so the Brits were, while they were doing this, one of the big uh, uh, resources in India was poppy seeds. Well, that was for the opium trade. And the British ran the opium trade in the 1800s. And unlike today, for example, the American military is colonizing Afghanistan and, and running that opium back to Americans, our own people, what the Brits did is they decided to run the opium they were generating in India poppy fields uh, into China. And uh, they wanted to, you know, make a buck 
uh, and also, you know, kind of weaken the populace by uh, having what is in effect a very powerful drug cartel. It's backed by the largest navy, uh, most powerful navy, arguably of all time, relative to their competitors. And so China halted these ships, put a blockade against these ships from these British ships from running heroin into their country, opium, I'm sorry, same, same real, same difference. Um, and the Brits fought a war over it. They fought, they declared war on the Chinese for the right to drown their population in opium. And that's what led to what's called the opium wars. And the fact that there was more than one of them, uh, plural, opium wars, tells you that uh, China won the first couple. Uh, but, but ultimately, the, the Brits prevailed in defeating the, the Chinese and uh, got, earned the right to uh, move heroin, I'm sorry, opium into the country. It'd be kind of like if the Mexico, Mexican government, in conjunction with the Mexican cartels, declared war on America and uh, overcame America, and then uh, we had to give them uh, uh, Florida or some shit. Because what the Chinese had to do, part of the consolation prize that the Brits got, one of the concessions that China had to make, is they had to give the island of Hong Kong over to the Brits. And the Brits ruled Hong Kong for the next whatever, 100 and some years, 200 years, and uh, ostensibly is, is now back into Chinese control. But what has always happened, to get back to the initial point, the reason for mainland China's paranoia when it comes to outside countries riling up discontent in Hong Kong is because the West, uh, Britain and the U.S. in particular, have a long history of uh, when colonizing countries and throughout neocolonialism, kind of stirring up protests and often uh, the CIA would come in and, and promote um, what appeared to be grassroots protest movements against governments, whether it was in Cuba, there's a lot of South American countries we did this, Ukraine. It's actually, um, you know, the, and the, not to say that these protesters are, are working for the CIA, but rather they're, they're being kind of directed. Um, I mean, this has happened in history. I'm not saying that's what's happening right now. But what I'm saying is it's happened enough throughout history that uh, governments like China are keenly aware of that. And so when you have a guy uh, from Houston, Texas, uh, influential character, tweeting stuff about Hong Kong, uh, a territory you had to give up that was stolen from you, the Brits, let's, let's use the actual language of what happened. Britain stole Hong Kong from China. Hong Kong was Chinese territory. The people on that island were Chinese, ethnically, culturally, uh, linguistically. That was China's territory. Britain stole it from them using force. So never forget the history of Hong Kong. So maybe we should consider that uh, when we're so quick to, to, to blame China for being paranoid. And uh, as if we don't fuck with our own protesters. That's, that's how you know. First of all, Daryl Morey is tweeting this complaint from a device that is manufactured in China through quasi-slave labor. Uh, many <laughs> American corporations are over there doing business and uh, taking advantage of, of the government's clampdown, the alleged government's clampdown on the people. So it's like, and again, the tweet's not going to help anything. It's not going to change anything. It's just saying, look at me. That's all Twitter really is. You think fucking Twitter, you think governments are going to look at a, a tweet and change their policy based on some fucking guy? No, 
It's just for that fucking guy, whoever the guy or gal happens to be, promoting some shit, is, hey, look at me. So, now, flash forward. LeBron James has a press conference, and he's rightfully pissed. Daryl Morey's not in China. He doesn't have to worry about getting his visa revoked or getting fucking in some interrogation room. You know, and then and then they came down to LeBron for dare mentioning business, that his business interests. It's like LeBron James has consistently spoken out against injustice in his own country. Keyword in his own country. Until we have our shit together, I don't know. Like, like we don't treat protesters like dog shit in this country. Excuse me, weren't there protesters in North Dakota uh, uh, protesting the drilling of you know some sacred land, burial grounds to build an oil pipeline, and we uh, uh, I think hose them down with fucking water in thirty like freezing weather. You know, how many military bases does China have around the globe? How many, how many black sites are they torturing political dissidents around the globe? And you might say, well, they, well they, they do that, but they do it in their own country. Exactly. We have a lot of shit that we're doing that nobody seems to give a fuck about. So the whole media is, is acting shocked that LeBron would dare criticize Daryl Morey. How fucking stupid, how far up your ass is your own head that you don't see what Daryl Morey tweeted was self-serving dog shit. It didn't do anything. It didn't help anything. It only hurt. It only hurt. And why is bringing up his business interests so... Oh, he brought up the fact that he'll lose... He, yeah, people lose jobs and lose money. There's a lot of fucking money at stake. And if you got a problem with that, throw away your smartphone. Throw away everything in your fucking house that's manufactured there. You can't have it both ways. You can't be some, you know. And what the like? We have any place to judge the United States? If you're a citizen of the United States, your government is responsible for so much shit that it's it strikes the rest of the world as preposterous that we're pointing fingers. At anybody. At anybody. There's literally nothing China does that we don't do. Oh, in China, they spy on their citizens and read all their emails. Oh, in China, they have cameras everywhere that capture everything that happens on the streets. Oh. <laughs> we do that too. In China, the government cuts deals with uh, businesses... And fucks over the little guy. In China, they spy and sometimes they throw political dissidents in jail. We never do that in America. No. And I don't want to sound like a China apologist. I don't like any, you know, any authority messing with people is no good. It's not optimum. Optimal. Optimum. Um... And if anything, full disclosure, if anybody should be uh, having sour grapes with China, it should be me. Fuckers kicked me out of their country. Uh, so to speak. Yeah, they, they just didn't renew my visa. 
No, I was there on a business visa, but I, I was living there. I had a residency. Uh, I had residence. What, what am I trying to say? I wasn't there temporarily, like you're supposed to be on a business visa. I was there semi-permanently teaching English, and I didn't have a work visa. I just I had a business visa. Um, and so they probably saw that I was not leaving the country for more than two to 12 hours at a time because I would just go back to Hong Kong and they probably were like, yo, this guy is, uh, he ain't, he ain't honest. This hoe ain't loyal. Uh, so they did not renew my application for a year extension on the visa. Boy, do you wish you had that, that minute 30 back? What else is going on? Football season is, we're in the middle of a football season. Are you ready for some football? It's a Monday night party. Uh, whatever happened to the, uh, remember the national anthem debacle? These guys uh, protesting police brutality, taking a knee during the national anthem. And uh, people got all, all upset about that. You gotta, you gotta stand up. You gotta respect the flag. And again, one of those debates where it's like both sides are are uh, are missing missing something, and uh, that that is this: Why do we have a national anthem in the first place? Why are we playing the national anthem every single before every single game, whether it's high school, college, pro? What the fuck are we doing? How many man hours have we wasted standing there like a bunch of jackasses with our hands over our hearts reciting some government prayer in sing-song form? How many hours have we wasted? How much further along could we be if, Jesus, what a horrible... First of all, it's a bad song. It's a really bad... The lyrics are just flowery bullshit. Like... It's that weird combination of using flowery language to uh, glorify war or the, res the remnants of some battle that this guy saw, Francis Key. It's horrible. The lyrics, over the ramparts we watched, over, over the ramp. We can't say over, over, no, because this is a serious poem, song, over the, what the fuck is a rampart? Something to do with a trench. Stupid fucking song, and I just wish I was... Nobody likes it, right? They used to show the players, like they would cut to the players, um, like especially basketball games, standing along half court during the national anthem. They can't do that anymore because they just see their facial expressions like, good God, some B-list singer uh, really milking that final note, given that tremolo voice. In the land of the free. Ah, like it's some fucking jazz standard. Get the fuck out of here with your national anthem. Aren't we adults? We know what country we live in. You know, I can see if like the Raptors are in town playing the Sixers. Right? And before the, before the game, we want to get a little patriotic fervor going. These filthy Canucks coming in, you know, with their, uh, with their hairy torsos and cold adapted feet you know yeah sure sing the national anthem but when it's two american teams playing what the fuck are we doing exactly what's the point what's the point 
don't forget, don't forget to worship your rulers. <laughs> if this shit was going on in any other country, like if this was going on in North Korea or any country, we'd be like, do you know they have to say a, uh, they have to sing a government prayer before every sporting event? Before every sporting event? Yeah, before every, they just sit there and they put their hand over their heart. <laughs> At least in those countries, like North Korea, like their leader or whatever, Kim Jong Ilmatic, whatever the fuck is, uh, with the, you know, the platform shoes. At least he's a real dude, as far as I know. He's like a flesh and blood human. We're worshiping fucking cereal box characters. We got, what's that guy with the, the red, white, and blue top hat? The old guy, he's pointing at you, we, Uncle Sam. It's like, it's like, is that a real guy? It's like, I'm telling you, it's like, it's like Toucan Sam. What the fuck are we worshiping exactly? Because if you ask anybody, I don't care what political party, what color you are, where you're from, everybody knows the government is bad. People know this. Nobody likes the government. Nobody likes politicians. Who defends politicians? Unless you're being a real contrarian. I might actually defend politicians. That's actually not a bad idea. But most people don't defend bureaucrats and politicians. But they hide behind... Like, you think it's Uncle Sam. <laughs> it's like, you know, 1984, what, Big Brother? Big Brother? Uncle? You gotta have some kind of family. Sam. It's ridiculous. So I want to be, I want to own a sports team so I can be the first sports owner that's like, you know what, we're not gonna do the national anthem. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. Nobody likes it. We're all adults here. Let's play the fucking game. And then even if they came out and criticized me, I would... I'd play like the, like, I'd lean into the super patriotic angle. I'd be like, hey, look, I'm not going to defile this beautiful song and patriotic spirit uh, by singing it before a, a goddamn basketball game. I'm not going to defile it. This is a sacred thing. No, it's just about authority flexing its dick. That's all that is. That's why they have those jets fly over. Just to remind you, just to remind you that no matter how many guns you have, we got more. <laughs> Don't think about starting any shit there. Look at these guys marching in step. Look at, look at how obedient they are. They even walk in the same cadence. Look at that. <laughs> look at them spin their rifles around. Wow, they're pretty handy with a gun. If they can spin their rifles like that, I bet they can shoot them. I bet they can shoot people too pretty good. What the fuck are we doing? Shit, hold on, I gotta pause it one second. Oh, sorry about that. Um, my sound levels are all out of whack. I'm talking too loud, screaming shit about the national anthem. Um, I'm a newbie at this audio stuff. I am no audiophile, uh, so bear with me. Forgive the uneven uh, sound you're hearing throughout this podcast. That was a point, national anthem. Yeah, don't come at me with, uh, why, why do you hate America? I don't hate America. I love America. I love America more than you do, probably. Um, calmer than you are. Um, I, just think about what we've given the world just in the last hundred years alone as a country, right? Everybody's saying Americans are stupid or ignorant. It's like, I don't, I don't think we are. I don't think, uh, I don't see much evidence for that. If you look at uh, human progress over the last thousand years, a little bit of a spike recently. Um, uh, let's just start with the automobile. 
Like, if we invented, I say we like I was in the fucking uh, board meeting uh, helping organize this shit. Uh, if we didn't, it, we could have just retired after the car, right? And we could have we could have skirted on that for the next eighty years, and be a respectable country, more than respectable, right? Let, let France invent something as earth-shaking as the automobile, and we would never hear the end of it. They would put the car in their flag. Um, you know, look at them what they do with fermented grape juice. Like they're riding that train still. Uh, we get it. It's you know. It, they make it more complicated than it needs to be, these wine douchebags. Yeah, it tastes differently if it has a different soil. Okay, cool. So does sweet corn. Um, so wine, what else? Bread, right? Croissant. I thought the French invent the automobile. But did we stop at the automobile? No, we didn't. We did not. We said, uh, this, this is a good way to travel with the wheels here, motorized, using fuel. But uh, we want to go in the fucking air like a goddamn bird. No other country uh, could, could have even thought of that, to do that, let alone um, be psychotic enough to <laughs> fucking weld together some metal in a garage and literally try to take it. That's, we just take that shit for granted now. That's, the airplane is pretty, it's pretty amazing. Like, where's my flying cars? We... We were promised flying cars by now. Hey, look in the sky, douchebag. There's flying buses everywhere. <laughs> the, uh, the airplane. So we invent the airplane. That's two big fucking deals. I think the railroad too. Did, did we do the railroad? Um, well, I had some students who were telling me that actually uh, Bra a Brazilian dude uh, it had something to, something to do with inventing the airplane and the Wilbur, I'm sorry, the, the Wright brothers stole it from him. Okay, so okay, to be fair, maybe Brazil had something to do on the early stages of the development of the, of the airplane. Um, but yeah, some stupid American thought of the airplane. Do you like, how about uh, uh, electric guitars? You like electric, do you like, do you like electricity, period? Think about that. The telephone, mass communications, the computer? Some stupid, ignorant American, some fucking moron invents the internet. Like everything that makes the modern world, the modern world, some, some yank, some filthy yank conjured up out of his alcohol-soaked brain. Um, America, yeah. But do we brag about these beautiful things? Do we brag about gifting the world? Uh, rock and roll music, jazz, the blues, stand-up comedy, uh, the sport of basketball. Uh, I'm just cherry-picking my interests now. <laughs> no, no, we don't brag about that. What do these mega mouth breathers brag about? How many foreigners we can kill or have killed? How big our military is? How much of their paychecks go towards defense subcontractors. That's what we're conditioned to brag about. Yeah, we're just, we're like a, you know what we're like? We're like a super genius uh, uh, who, who does nothing but brag about how many push-ups he can do. I don't know, that's probably a bad analogy. But you know what I mean? We're like, we, we create such great stuff and we brag about stupid shit like 
um, our military, which isn't stupid. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, ooh, windstorm. Look at that windstorm. But it is kind of stupid. You get what I'm saying. Um, that's the other thing, too. Like, a lot of these conventionally patriotic folk, uh, the white ones, uh, some of them uh, tend to be a little bit... Uh, a little bit racist, maybe? A little bit? Some of them? You'll hear some shit like uh, wanting to make America whiter. Like, make it white again. Like these douchebags that talk about white genocide. Okay? Uh... Well, these, these people will tell you that you can't have a multicultural society, you can't have diversity, because that leads to conflict. That leads to more war. And uh, funny thing about that theory is it uh, doesn't make any sense. Look at the Western Hemisphere, all right? So the Western Hemisphere is very diverse compared to the Eastern Hemisphere, right? Uh, not just by country, but within families even. I'm, I'm talking genetic diversity, cultural diversity, all that's in the Western Hemisphere. From South America, Central America, United States, poster child of diversity, yada, yada, yada. Eastern Hemisphere, meanwhile, is more homogenous, whether it's the Far East Asia, Japan, Korea, China, uh, Russia, even Europe, although it's changing. In general, the Eastern Hemisphere has more what's a synonym for homogenous. You know what I mean? They're all, you know, little pockets of people who are similar. Um, and yet, and yet, can you name me one, just one war that's presently being waged in the Western Hemisphere? I'll wait. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. As you come up with one war right now that's occurring in 2019 in the Western Hemisphere, the uber-diverse, we can't have all these people living together, they'll kill each other. We need to be like Sweden. <laughs> you tell me, one war currently being waged in the Western Hemisphere. If you can't do so, don't worry, you're not alone, because there is no war currently being waged in the Western Hemisphere. All the wars right now are being waged in the Eastern Hemisphere. And you can split hairs and say, uh, hey, some of those wars are are were started by countries in the Western Hemisphere, like we're over there bombing shit. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And you can also say, well, there's little, there's definitely some conflicts in the Western Hemisphere, like FARC over down in Colombia, over down, down in Colombia, you know. The murder rate in Honduras is evidently uh, pretty high. Rampant corruption and instability in places like Venezuela, leading to not so good things happening. God bless them. I hope they get through it. But there's no major warfare. As long as it's localized, um, the, the damage is mitigated. As long as we don't repeat the 20th century where we had world wars, where we measured human carnage in the tens of millions, um, you know, because you're never going to get, you're never going to have conflict free, right? It's always going to be conflict. That's just part of being an organism, let alone a human, right? There's a certain amount of little squabbles built in. But there's no wars being waged in the Western Hemisphere. None. You know, and we're taught to think of world peace as some pie in the sky, hoity-toity, uh, goal. But hey, we got half world peace right now. 50%, that ain't bad. That's a start. Hell, it's more than a start. So tell me how that is. All you, all you ra racialists. <laughs> uh, and explain to me New York City, please, if you can. Explain to me how the most diverse city in the history of the world, arguably, um, 
in which everybody in the world not only lives together, they are scrunched together. Have you seen a one-bedroom apartment in New York? It's like a parking lot. A parking lot. I wish it were a parking lot. It's like a, it's like a parking space, right? They got Murphy apartments. Their entire apartments fold up into the walls of the, the buildings there. Um, yeah. And, and yet, New York City's crime rate is lower than any other major American city. Sorry, uh, uh, Milwaukee. Why? Because New York is an economic center. It's a trading hub. People are trading their goods and services. That's how you promote peace. You have people trade with one another. You don't have them. I should say you let them trade with one another because that's what we do naturally. Humans trade shit. We have our little expertise, whether it's creating stuff or doing something, and we trade that for people who can do stuff that we can't do as well. And as much shit as capitalism gets, uh, and certainly crony capitalism sucks, but I, I don't really see the voluntary exchange of goods and services as inherently uh, bad. Uh, Jesus Christ, I'm off on a tangent here. Let's, let's bring it back. Uh, so America, greatest country ever? Probably, you know. It's an it's a old world, right? There's been people around for a long time. I don't know. Could have been a better country at some point. Maybe Atlantis. Maybe they had some shit going on. We got pretty goddamn good here. Um, just the automobile alone. Just the automobile alone. And I know it's a lot of you cyclists, you guys don't like the car, right? It's a death box. And it is true. If it, it does kill a lot of cars, kill a lot of people. It's, we kind of just overlooked that. Um, but at the same time, these protests, these cyclists' protests against car driving, uh, is so infuriatingly self-centered and dangerous. It kind of it kind of boggles the mind. Like. They do. You do realize that uh, ambulances use roads, right? You do realize people who are on emergencies, maybe a pregnant lady, maybe a guy bleeding out of his ass to death, uh, needs roads. We're gonna show them. We're gonna show them to drive a car. Um, I, and they just vilify, vilify the cars, which is easy to do apparently. I, Reading, uh, where the fuck did I read this? Some psychologist, he's a theory. The theory made sense to me. Uh, it was this, the trying to account for road rage and uh, also, I guess, why cyclists really, really vilify uh, car drivers. Because there's no facial expressions. All you see is a giant machine, some inhumane, inhumane, inhuman, uh, impersonal uh, box. And so you project the worst possible attributes onto that into that thing right so if we're we're evolved to walk around on on two feet and to interact with our fellow creatures socially and we have very uh, emotive faces generally and um, so let's say you bump somebody in the line at the grocery store you exchange a look maybe or you say sorry or whatever but even if there's nothing said you have a face and you might have an apologetic look on your face or maybe no look on your face, but you can at least 
recognize uh, uh, the humanity in each other. And so that's why people don't get into fits of rages when the uh, shopping cart bumps their foot, uh, right? And so we're doing this to cars, but really behind the wheel, it's just some, it's just some person. There's no malevolent intent there. They're just trying to get from point A to point B, just like you are in your own way with your short uh, Daisy Duke jean shorts and your, your goofy uh, glasses that are so unique that everybody else has them, right? And your, and your, and your uh, bike lock. Um, yeah, we're all, we're all people. Just get along. Just get along. People choose different ways to get around. Um, but yes, it is true. Car drivers, be a little careful out there, okay? Stop texting. I need to do this myself. I'm going to put this damn phone uh, in the back seat just so I don't have the temptation. Because if you think about how much, how many feet you travel in like two seconds when you look at the phone, there's a lot of shit that can happen in that two seconds. Boy, am I doing a PSA for don't text and drive? Wow. Real, real original, real hot take. Texting and driving is bad, guys. All right, so to recap, uh, 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 National Anthem sucks. The Star Spangled Band. What the fuck does Spangled mean, by the way? Star Spangled? Spangled. Spangled with stars? Is it like speckled? Star Speckled Banner? Wouldn't, wouldn't pass the mustard? Um, yeah, when have you ever heard the word Spangled used outside of the... No, no. We need to get rid of that song. But replace it with, I, I think we should replace it with, uh, Oh, beautiful, for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. There you go. That's a good song. It's a good song. Not just in, in uh, uh, sentiment, right? It extols the virtues of uh, the landscape of this country of ours. Not in a, hey, uh, our military kills more humans than your military could ever hope to kill. But, like, hey, this country's beautiful. Uh, and, and also, it's well-written. It's well-written in the sense that the poetic imagery is, is uh, not too much, but it's uh, novel. It gets the job done. You got uh, uh, amber waves of grain for... Purple mountains. We're getting a little psychedelic here. For purple mountains, majesty, alliteration, above the fruited plain? The fruited plain. Are you hearing this, motherfucker? Fruited plain? That's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's poetry because you never hear the word fruited. Participial adjective used, really, to describe anything. A fruited nothing. It's a fruited tree. No, you never hear that. And... You, least of which a plane, because you think of a plane, you think of uh, uh, maybe just grass or grain. This motherfucker said, above the fruited plain. Fruited, that's three syllables, fruited plain. It's a novel image and it's accurate. God, who the fuck wrote that? What else is there? This land is your land, this land is my land, from California to the Carolinas, from the Kentucky Highway. The angle prayer. It's land with who is that? Woody Guthrie? I don't want any bad either. Point is, our national anthem doesn't live up to our country. Okay? You know what? I don't want to piss off any of you guys who, who are who are uh, uh, married to the to the national anthem, uh, the Star Spangled Banner. So I'm gonna have 
Uh, maybe I'll have Sound Lady play out the national anthem as we as we as an outro here as I leave you uh, on this. Um, yeah, it's probably a good time to call quits. So you guys have a good one, good week, what have you. Uh, take care of one another. Uh, take care of yourself, right? That's a start. Take care of yourself. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye.